a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We're wrapping up today's program uh, by looking back at a story we we shared with you just yesterday. It was a a groundbreaking, game-changing, earth-shattering announcement by Pfizer. Pfizer, the the pharmaceutical company, uh, the, the announcement yesterday was that they had developed a they had developed a vaccine, a COVID nineteen vaccine, and we know that there have been a number of these vaccines in the pipeline for some time. Many have moved on to various stages of uh, evaluation, phase three. We're, we're all experts. We're all experts now on on vaccine candidate studies. We know about all the phases. We know about it all. And Pfizer had for some time had one in phase three. And just yesterday, the announcement came down that 90% efficacy was what they were seeing in their candidate vaccine. Well, the story yesterday, it said that Pfizer and this other company, Pfizer and this German company, Pfizer had 90% Pfizer, 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 And then there was just passing reference made to this second company with whom Pfizer had partnered. Uh, That that company called BioNTech or BioNTech, a German company founded not that many years ago by a husband and wife team. Uwer Shaheen is the name of the gentleman. His wife, Dr. Uh, Oslem. Terechi, I may have the pronunciation wrong on that one, uh, but this husband and wife team just a few short years ago uh, founded this program or founded this company rather. <clears throat> there was a conference in Berlin just a few years ago, and Dr. Shaheen, again the founder of this BioNTech, the partner company which brought out this ninety percent effective. COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, all of our fingers are crossed. Hopefully we'll be able to to get that into general population. Anyway, uh, two years ago, two years ago, before any of us had any idea about this COVID-19, Dr. Shaheen took to the stage at a conference in Berlin and made a prediction. New York Times reports that as he spoke to a room full of infectious disease experts, he said that his company might be able to use its so-called messenger RNA technology to rapidly develop a vaccine in the event of a global pandemic. That was two years ago. And it is the RNA technology that uh, is being used by not only Pfizer, not only BioNTech, but also the other companies, Moderna, with candidate vaccines in the pipeline. Two years ago, this company was a small, it was little known. In Europe, the biotechnology startup community is not that big, and this was uh, just a small fish in that small pond. Well, there may have been something of prophecy in their 
evaluations back then. Earlier this week, CNBC uh, had an interview with the CEO and co-founder of BioNTech. Again, that Dr. Uh, Ur Shaheen I mentioned. Uh, he was asked about this 90% announcement. How do you feel about that? How do you respond? How do you react? Of course, it's a, it was a wonderful moment because we didn't expect this high, high efficacy rate scientifically, of course. It is in the range of, of something which could happen. But uh, with regard uh, to the aspect that this virus is is unknown and we don't know escape mechanisms, we don't know how hard it is. It will be to address that. An efficacy rate of over 90% is incredibly positive and, uh, and, 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 and therefore we, we are absolutely happy with this outcome. This Dr. Shaheen, uh, earlier this year in, in September, uh, he appeared in an interview and was, was discussing the idea of timing for the vaccine while keeping a strict focus on science. We are considering all options how, how development can be accelerated. Yeah. So, so we have, for example, implemented a 24-7 research program, yeah? uh, really, uh, really ensuring that we don't lose any time. Uh, we, we are collaborating with, with the authorities who help us to, uh, to review our documents, including the safety data, almost in real time to ensure that there is no time lost. But we will not make any shortcuts. It is extremely important that we have a full development uh, addressing all needs of pharmaceutical development uh, to guarantee that we have a safe and efficient vaccine. And the claim is now that they have a safe and effective vaccine. That will be ultimately up to the FDA to decide as to whether or not this Vaccine developed between the gentleman from whom you just heard, Dr. Shaheen, and his wife and their company, BioNTech, in partnership with Pfizer, if their vaccine will be deemed safe and effective. If so, if so, know that the world will be changed because of the foresight that this company had two years ago and that the, the head start they got on developing the technology which is being credited for the 90% efficacy of this candidate vaccine, I can only look at it as something nearly divine. And I don't mean to, to sound you know, over the top or hyperbolic or you know, use overly flowery language, but this virus has brought the world to its knees. How many lives have lost, have been lost? We learned just today another handful of Utahns lost their life to this virus. How many businesses, you look up and down the street, uh, how, how many businesses you used to patronize regularly are now boarded up for sale by owner? How many of your friends have had to uh, change their entire way of living life? Everything is different now. There is before COVID, and hopefully, thanks to this vaccine, there will be an after COVID. I don't mean to sound hyperbolic at all, uh, but I do know that the stakes are very high. And until and unless we get ourselves a vaccine, this herd immunity thing is nothing but a fantasy. I know there are you know declarations here and there claiming this or that, and Sweden's got its way of doing things. But I'll tell you what, uh, the science is every day becoming more and more and more clear. Without a vaccine, uh, we are in this for the longest of hauls, and uh, we don't want that.
We don't want that. We need some normalcy. We need some life. We need some sociability. We need to be back living our lives. We need to, uh, you know, it's not just a distraction, you know, going on the weekends to the basketball game. Getting together with your uh, kids, friends, parents at a soccer game or a football game on Tuesday evenings, Thursday evenings, that's, that's, those are vitally important things, aspects of our lives that must be returned or else we'll go nuts. <laughs> Not to be flipped, but we'll go nuts. I'm going nuts. All, all those months I spent speaking to a brick wall when I broadcasted from the guest bedroom. This vaccine may bring that to an end. Let's root for it. Let's support it. And let's give thanks uh, for its arrival. And hope that all involved are made swift and that its rollout uh, will come quickly. Anyway, uh, in wrapping up today's program, I just want to give thanks again to all the veterans. Uh, I'm speaking to you, Dad. I'm speaking to you, Papa. I'm speaking to you, my wonderful sister, Aubrey, and my brothers-in-law, and every other person that I have come in contact and who has made my life better. Uh, thank you for your service. And all those uh, beyond, those who I have not met, those who I don't know, thank you so much. I understand what it means. Uh, not firsthand because I have been too cowardly in life to do so myself, but I am forever grateful for the willingness that you, all of you who have raised your hand, uh, sworn an oath to defend and uphold the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I know that you, by so doing, have agreed to run towards the danger and not away from it. That's what makes you wonderful. That's what makes you strong. That's what makes this nation free. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are out there uh, and you have not yet made contact with a veteran in your life, I implore you to do so. Use the cell phone, use the FaceTime, use the messenger, whatever it may be. Express thanks. That's it for me. Time to sign off. Next up on KSL, it's Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.